Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as I... Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, July the 5th. As we come off Independence Day weekend, happy July 4th, everyone. It's been a long weekend, a long week for me as I am back from having COVID. I missed last week, uh, the majority of last week. I was here on Tuesday and then for the show and then after that out for the rest of the week as uh, I got COVID. Um, I'm doing great. No issues. I feel totally fine now vaccinated, boosted, all that good stuff, and, um, and you know, was run down, really, really run down uh, for a few days, and achy, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff, but, but avoided, um, avoided it being too serious, so uh, I'm back, I, uh, I saw some of the Brave series, in and out for that, uh, was back fully for the Cardinals series, we'll dive into it all today, but I'm um, happy to be back as a uh, first time I've had to miss any time with COVID, and uh, definitely was a rough few days there, but but feeling so much better and happy to be back at it and uh, and ready to roll now uh, with this Phillies season. And look, you know, in the in the time I was gone, I think you know the up and the down of the Phillies. We see them lose two or three to the Braves, win two or three to the Cardinals, and I think you know the winning two or three to the Cardinals, particularly uh, a very impressive series victory. Uh, almost really had a chance to sweep that series. We'll go through the games, but you know Saturday's game, a game where fought back from a deficit, really felt like one of those games they were going to come back and steal, and the Cardinals stole it back. But for the most part, you know, especially since losing Bryce, this team has kept their head above water. You know, and you have to be pretty impressed with how this team has kind of come together, how they bonded. We've got more injuries to deal with along the way now. Since we last spoke, Zach Eflin on the I.L., Ranger Suarez placed on the I.L. over the, the weekend with back spasms. So, you know, this is the time. This is where the Phillies have to battle. They have to find their way through. Obviously, we don't even really mention the Gene Segura injury anymore. But, you know, when, when he went down, the, the just losing him alone seemed like such a massive thing for this team. 
And now missing Bryce Harper, missing Ranger Suarez, Suarez missing Zach Eflin. We're starting to get to that time of the season where, you know, you really have to, to find ways to battle through things. You have to find ways to plug holes, so to speak. And the All-Star break coming up will help. That is, um, you know, really nice deal for the Phillies in a couple of weeks here. But you still got to get through these two weeks and you still got to get guys back and find ways to, to maintain. And the second half schedule should help. We'll go through that later. Um, but right now, you know, finding ways to win. I, I think, look, I think when you look at the situation for this team, and again, we'll go through the weekend and the games and all that, but where this team is at right now, heading into, you know, the the, the stretch run of the summer coming up in the, the not-too-distant future here, you know, I think you feel really good about this group of guys right now. You know, the way they've battled, the way they have found ways to maintain their four games above 500. They're one game out of a playoff spot today. They're one game out of a playoff spot today. And and obviously losing Bryce Harper, you know, a week, a little over a week ago, you know, a week ago uh, as of Saturday, you know, really did feel in the moment like, well, you know, this has been fun. Nice little push by this team, but, but we lost Harper. It's going to be really hard to overcome that. And, so far, so good in terms of the way this team's responded. And, you know, there's still things that, that we need. We need Nick Castellanos to be better. JT, there's still you know, guys who could step up even more. But, but on the whole, the way this team has responded, the way they've fought, you know, that win on Friday, the fight back on Saturday, you know, showing that toughness, that um, culture as a team that, that we have not seen the last few years, without a doubt. You know, there's no question about that. And, you know, obviously I think Kyle Schwarber has been a big part of that. The leadership off the field that he's displayed, the kind of, you know, go-to guy that this team has has gotten out of him in terms of of getting this team ready to play, in terms of the post-game toasts, in terms of all that type of stuff. You know, we saw it in the Sunday night game with ESPN and, you know, the personality that he has and all that type of stuff that, you know, I think Schwarber has really stepped up into a big-time leadership role in this team. And look, it makes sense of, of all the players on the team. That dude's won the most by far. You know, as he talked about, he he, he never misses the playoffs, right, on teams he's on. So um, I, I do think it, it's nice to see someone who knows how to win come in here and try and show this team how to win, right? I mean, you know, one of the biggest things we've talked about the last few years with this group is that they just don't know how to win baseball games. There isn't that culture here that, you know... Um, kind of of landing spot for you when things are going rough that you can regroup and rebuild and and fight back. You know there there isn't that that natural culture here, winning culture here, and and it does seem like the way this team is playing and the way they've battled through adversity is a sign that that it's it's growing, right? That that thing is is starting to to build here, and it takes time. And, you know, ultimately, when you look at where they're at and, you know, they are game out, the Giants are game behind them. They are, you know, eight eight teams for, for six spots. You know, they're fighting with, you know, essentially, you know, those those five teams that won't win the division to to get one of those three wild card spots. And it's going to be tough, right? I mean, it's, it's a real race between these teams and they're all similarly matched. We just saw the Cardinals this weekend, you know, they're they're similar to the Phillies, right? I mean, they're a similarly talented team as the Phillies. They got some big dudes make big plays for them. The Arenado Goldschmidt thing has obviously worked well this season. Um, 
you know, but you look at that team and it's it's a similar team. It's a team that you think is kind of comparable to the Phillies from a talent perspective. Now the Cardinals know how to win. They've been to the playoffs. They were there last year. They know how to do it. So, you know, the Phillies, and, and that's why this past series was such a, a nice series to see against the Cardinals, to see this Phillies team go up against a team like that and, and take two or three and, you know, show that they can win games like that too. And, and again, a lot of baseball left. But I, I, think, I think that ultimately... I feel good about where this Phillies team is at. I think they are going to be in it for the rest of the season. I think it's going to be a a true race. And it's just going to come down to which of those, you know, eight teams kind of falls off a bit. You know, which of those eight teams kind of makes a move. Which of those eight teams gets hot at the right time. And and you hope the Phillies are one of those eight teams or one of those six teams in the end that, that makes the push when they need to. But it is a, it's going to be a crowded field, and it's going to be a, a, a tough race down to the end. So it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out and see this Phillies team in the race and you know, see if they can continue to, to maintain without the guys that they're missing. You know, as again, the, the hits keep coming. Losing Harper alone is a crushing thing for a team. Obviously, again, the literal MVP of the league. But... Um, you know, I think that also uh, this team is showing that, that you could do that. And we've talked about other examples of that happening so many times, you know, whether it's Acuna last year in the Braves or this, that, or whatever, they're, they're the Mets this season without Scherzer and DeGrom. Like you can, baseball is a sport where you can survive. Baseball is a sport where you can thrive. You can use that as fuel. You can win games. You know, it's, it is nine guys out there. It is, you know, a, a mono, a mono game for each guy and everyone has to contribute and all that type of stuff. So you know, so far so good with this response to the Harper injury from this Phillies team. And again, we need to see them extend this, maintain it. It's only been a week, you know, essentially a little over a week. We need to see them extend it, maintain it, and push forward. But so far so good. Let's look back at the weekend, then we'll look ahead to what's coming up. Friday was a, a really, really, really nice win for the Phillies. So the Phillies lose two out of three of the, the Braves. A frustrating series and losing those first two games. Again, those were the two games I was most... Uh, out of it, so to speak, for you know, from a COVID perspective. So, you know, I've gone back and, and watched the highlights and, you know, gone through as much as I can, but I, I did miss those games a bit. But, um, you know, they lose the first two and then and then a really nice win on Thursday, the 14-4 to dominant showing, you know, five home runs, just a, a really great win. Derek Hall making his presence felt. Very nice to have Derek Hall up and look. that You know, that has been one of the... I guess if you're looking for a, a silver lining to the Harper injury, it's that it has allowed them to bring Derek Hall up and certainly shows you what a um, a roster cluster the Phillies have that they can bring a guy up from the minors and insert him right into the cleanup spot and yet couldn't bring him up before because they had no spot to put him, yet he's good enough to back clean up in your lineup is, you know, it's something. But ultimately Hall, a, a big, big addition for this team right now. As he's come up and, and add a little pop and add a little, you know, little of exactly what they need in the moment. As, uh, you know, he's a big game there. They win 14-4. to four. And then then a big series of uh, St. Louis. And it starts off ugly on Friday night. It's the Phillies getting a hole early. Arenado, an RBI triple in the first, makes it one nothing. Then in the third, just killing this team, Nolan Arenado. What a weekend at the cycle. Like, no, Arenado was a beast. Arenado homers in his next at bat in the third inning. Three nothing Cardinals. And after the Brave series, you're feeling it. Bailey Folter only goes four, gives up three runs. 
just didn't feel like they had it, you know, didn't feel like they had it. And then all of a sudden, things start happening. Phillies put up some runs, fifth inning, Mickey Moniak with his first monster hit of the season, a huge hit to get it going, a double to right center field, scores 1-3-1, the Kyle Schwarber ground out 3-2, Reese Hoskins sack fly, and all of a sudden, just like that, in the fifth inning, it's 3-3. Then we get to the sixth, the aforementioned Derek Hall, boom, the right field, and then in the seventh, Hoskins adds one, two, five, three, and you shout out to the bullpen in this one. By the way, the bullpen has been phenomenal lately. We've had a few hiccups here and there, and we'll see one in the Saturday game, but for the most part, the bullpen has been absolutely lights out for the last few weeks, and that has been so important for this team. Nick Nelson, an inning and a third of shutout ball. Uh, Alvarado, point two innings, shutout ball. Bilotti, an inning of shutout ball. Sir Anthony, an inning of shutout ball. Brad Hand comes in, shuts it down. Sir Anthony fakes the big guys in the eighth. Brad Hand comes in, knocks it down in the ninth. Three, a 5-3 victory for the Phils. Really nice win in this baseball game. Again, it was a game where they were down. It was a game where it felt early on like one of those nights you know the cardinals come into town here we go the team you're fighting directly with for the wild card spot of course and they battle back and they won the game and it was a an impressive win for the phillies it felt impressive it felt like um you know coming off that brave series you know it kind of felt like you needed to take two or three from the cardinals would have been a very depressing week to to lose four of six against the cardinals and the braves and and they handled business in this one which really set them up to win that series nice win down 3 nothing, fight back. Saturday almost felt like it was going to be an even better win. Saturday felt special as it was happening, and ultimately, um, you know, a, a crushing loss, uh, or a tough loss, let's say, but but they fought hard and really, you know, fought back, which was impressive to see. They go down 5 nothing in the first as Kyle Gibson gives up back-to-back-to-back-to-back home runs! I looked it up after. I had no idea it was that rare. It's, I believe, the 11th time in the history of baseball. They're back-to-back-to-back-to-backers. Uh, apparently the first time in the first inning. Down 5 nothing. Two outs, no on, by the way. And then he gives up a, a hit, and then back-to-back-to-back-to-backers. Um, only 11th time ever. Less than perfect games. Unbelievable. So the game starts with back-to-back-to-back-to-backers. 5 nothing after the first inning. So it's the combination of not just you know that happening, but also just the, the way it happens. Not just that you're down 5 nothing, but the down 5 nothing with flair. But then Phillies whittle, man. They whittle away. Get a couple in the second. A Matt Veerling sack fly. Bryson Stott RBI single. Infield single. Then we get to the third. Tie it up in the third. Veerling sack fly. Jairo Munoz is a big two-run double. It is five to five, and oh my goodness, they're already back in it. And then they give up another. Kyle Gibson walks in a run in the fifth to make it six-five. As uh, Gibby was just horrible after that first inning, settled down a little, but four innings, six earned, seven hits, two walks, two strikeouts, four home runs again, all in a row in the first inning. Not great. But then the Phillies tied up in the sixth. Nick Castellanos RBI single, six-six. And we're cruising along in a baseball game that it felt like it was over. And Philly's just fighting, man. Corey Knable a clean inning. Andrew Bellotti a clean inning. Alvarado a clean inning. Two-thirds of a clean for Brad Hand. Sir Anthony comes in and gets a huge, huge out. Gets Goldschmidt out in a big spot. And then we go to the ninth. 
And Sir Anthony, as, as perfect, as great as he's been, made one mistake, and it was to Nolan Arenado, and Arenado knocked it out of the park. And uh, that would do it. Phillies would lose 7-6. Just a shame, though, because um, really a, a really hard-fought baseball game against the, the Cardinals here, a game that it really felt like they were going to win this game. You know, it was one of those ones where it felt like the Phillies should not win this baseball game, and yet, in the moment, it's like, oh my God, they're actually going to win this baseball game. How cool is this? What, what a win. Down 5 nothing in the first on back-to-back-to-back-to-backers. And you win? It's a win. What a win. They didn't. But you lose to Nolan Arenado hitting a home run in the ninth. You know, that happens. You can, you can look yourself in the mirror after and say, you know what? We lost. It's okay. And what do teams that are good do in those situations, they come back the next night and they handle business. And that's what was so great to see with the Phillies yesterday because they came back out and they handled business. Their ace took the hill and they needed him and their ace was an ace. Seven shutout from Wheeler. Four hits, one walk, five strikeouts, 108 pitches, brilliant. Nelson and Knable clean innings as well. Both looked really good in doing it. And the Phillies got enough runs to win the game. You know, they get a homer from Hoskins in the fourth as Hoskins has just been insanely hot. Hoskins OPS is up to 850. All of a sudden, Reese Hoskins, highest OPS on the team right now of guys who are playing. How about that? Outside of Jairo Munoz, who's over 900, of course. Um, it's good to see. You, you really like to see that um, as as Hoskins, you know, has, had really been struggling there for a while and as he's known to do, he's been just light, white hot since then. Uh, he gets a big home run, Cassiano's an RBI single, and then Jake D. Romuto, two-run shot. Nice to see is if we can get Romuto and Cassiano's going, you know, whew, let me get something, got something going. Cassiano's average still 248, the OVP 298, not good enough. So you really need Cassiano's to get going. His his struggle is probably the most disappointing thing in Philly's baseball for me right now, especially when you consider the signing and the situation with Harper going down and what we've gotten from Schwarber. It's like, man, Nick, Castellanos, let's go. Like, you could put this team on your back for a month and, and then Harper's back. Like, dude, where is the guy who batted 309 with 34 home runs last year? I mean, Nick Castellanos wasn't merely a good hitter last year. He was a great hitter. He was one of the best in the sport. He's a silver slugger and has for years been a great, great hitter. He's a doubles machine. Like, it's, it is mystifying. It is mystifying what's going on with this guy. He looks meek at the plate. He looks tired. He looks small. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. As a guy who, you know, has just been such a good, pure hitter for so long, has had the ability to just step in and rake over and over and over again. And and yet for some reason this season with what's going on, he's just he's lost right now. And it's a shame because this team really could use Nick Castiano stepping up and helping him out. So you know guys to watch in terms of like we're talking about trade acquisitions, you know, the trade deadline is twenty six days away or whatever it is. And and obviously over this month we're gonna talk about it as the Phillies stay in it and a really interesting dynamic, again, certainly in the National League with eight teams in and the rest just totally out. American League is somewhat similar outside of, you know, the NL East. 
and the Central's kind of hit, you know, all over the place. But but you know, the the Yankees are in, the the Astros are in. You know, there are teams that are going to make it. Um, it should be fascinating to see this trade deadline because I think there is a chance where there's a a preponderance of sellers and and of buyers where it's you know pretty pretty defined market for July 31st with this many wild cards comparatively. So I think it's going to be interesting because I think there could be a lot of competition. What the Phillies are going to do, how they build, and you, know, you talk about acquisitions and what they could do. I mean, no bigger acquisition than Nick Castellanos being Nick Castellanos. <laughs> There's literally nothing they could do at the trade deadline that would be more beneficial for the Phillies moving forward than Nick Castellanos just start hitting like Nick Castellanos. It's a very simple, simple thing. I know it is, but it would make a difference. I mean, as big a difference as any trade they can make. So Fingers crossed there. It is a nice win, though, on Sunday. The Phillies, um, 4 nothing again, handle business in a game to win a series. You need them to win that series. After losing the Braves series, it is just crucial that they find a way to win that series. Again, only a game back now of a playoff spot, and it was a really nice win. Um, Phillies now 8 back of the Mets, 4.5 back of the Braves. We're only 3.5 back of the Mets, which is pretty wild when we think about earlier in the season. Uh, Dodgers out in front in the West by four and a half. They're increasing their lead there. The Brewers, a three-game lead on the Cardinals there. And they're really jumping out in front there. But when you look at the wild card standings, it's where it gets interesting, and the Phillies are right there. So the Braves, the number one of three wild card teams. The Padres are a half game behind the Braves, and then the Cardinals are a wild card team right now. They are three behind the, the Padres and three and a half behind the Braves. Phillies are just one back of them. And then the Giants are, are two back of them, one back of the Phillies. And then the uh, Marlins, for what it's worth, only uh, three back of the Phillies. So the Marlins playing good baseball lately um, as they are kind of right there, too. Interesting if a ninth team enters the fray. Um, not not great. Don't want it. But Phillies need to beat the Marlins more important than ever, right? Um, but the Phillies only a game out of a playoff spot right now. You know, they are a game out. They are squarely in this thing. And, uh, you know, knowing what the expectations for the season are, knowing that you know, they believe Harper will be back this season. You know, I think we can expect Dave Dombrowski to be aggressive, and it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out over the next month or, you know, three weeks. Again, with so many potential buyers and sellers out there, you know, how do you navigate that market? What are they looking for? Are they looking for a bat right now with Harper out? You know, Derek Hall comes up. Do you still want the bat as much? I know the, it's not the defense, but the bat's been solid. You know, it's, it's a nice bat to put in your lineup. You know, do they still is a, is a hitter still as important or is is it bullpen which has you know been great lately but it's still a no not something that any Phillies fan feels super confident about is it starting pitching Ranger and Eflin down neither guy someone you've been able to count on all season long Gibson looks like he's kind of turning back into a pumpkin so to speak you know so there are holes on this team there are areas where Dombrowski is going to try and upgrade and it's going to be fascinating to see what he prioritizes and how he prioritizes it over the next few weeks here. You know, it's going to be fascinating to see what they feel must be fixed, what they feel is the most important to fix on this team and how they're going to go about doing it. It's going to be super, super fascinating. All right, looking ahead to the schedule coming up. Again, we are uh, just two weeks away from the All-Star break, 12 days essentially until the break begins on uh, uh, the 17th, the Sunday the 17th will be the last game before the All-Star break. And a nice little even stretch of games here as they have six against good teams and six against bad teams. Marlins, I guess you can't consider a bad team in reality, but uh, that's why these next three are so important. Tonight, tomorrow, Thursday, in uh, at home against Washington. Massive series for the Phillies here. They have to handle Washington. You know, 
you got to win these type of games. They did a nice job in Washington against them. Tonight, 7-5. Tomorrow night, 7-5. Thursday, 4-0-5 series against Washington. So you really need to see the Phillies handle business um, in this important series. Get the job done. Then this weekend, uh, Cardinals again. As we go to St. Louis, a four-game stretch against St. Louis. Uh, Friday at 8-15, Saturday 2-15, Sunday 2-15, Monday 7-15, a wraparound series to Monday. Uh, and then they head to Toronto for two, Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. That'll be fascinating on, on a number of fronts, as we know, but also the Blue Jays, a very good baseball team. So that's a legitimate, legitimate series there, only a two-gamer. And then you end the first half, how perfect is this, in Miami. You head into the All-Star break in Miami. Go into that house of horrors heading into break. Just makes a lot of sense, right? It really does. That's that's perfect. So so six uh, six division games against the Nats and the Marlins, and then you get six, four against the Cardinals, two against the Blue Jays here. So a real stretch. And then again, as we've talked about so many times, it really does get easier. Now they have to beat the teams they're supposed to beat in the second half. But you got the Cubs, you got the Pirates, you got the Nats again, you got the Marlins, you got the Reds, you got the Reds again, you got the Pirates, you got the Diamondbacks. And obviously there's a few tough series mixed in, but the Marlins again, Washington again, Marlins again, Cubs again, Washington again. You know, there's a lot of very winnable games against bad teams on this schedule over the last half of the season, uh, second half of the season after the All-Star break. So, you know, now's the time. It's going to be fascinating to see what Dombrowski does to help this team, how they stay afloat, what they can, how they can position themselves for Harper's return. It's um, it's going to be a really fascinating summer, and the Phillies have put themselves in a really interesting position. Now they just got to continue to win baseball games and hope that this culture grows, because I do think we're headed in a good direction. Um, and it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be exciting because there's a bunch of teams, you know, for a few spots, and it's going to be fascinating to see them all kind of battle it out. So hopefully the Phillies can actually be one of the ones standing at the end. Wouldn't that be something? Um, either way, big game tonight against Washington. Uh, we'll see how the Phillies do as, uh, as um, again, in Washington. Such a big series in Washington right now. So we'll see how they handle tonight. Christopher Sanchez on the Hill tonight. Nola tomorrow. And we'll see who goes on Thursday. So uh, either way, whatever happens tonight, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. 
in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.